Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. All of us need to grow in wisdom, in discernment and in fruitfulness, especially in these last days. In actual fact, on the last day, being the day of judgment, which the Bible is very clear about, there's only one thing that Jesus is looking for, and that is fruit, Christ-like fruit. And uh, most of us would know uh, what it says in Matthew chapter 7, which is quite a sobering passage uh, when Jesus said, many on that day will say, Lord, but we did this, we prophesied, uh, we did miracles, uh, we saw the most amazing things. And the Lord says, I actually didn't even know. I, I don't know who you are. So what does that even prove to us alone? that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, as important as they are, and the Bible says that we should desire them, especially that we would prophesy. So that's really interesting, isn't it? So out of all the gifts, uh, Paul says, desire all of them, but especially that you would prophesy. I believe that he says that uh, because he wants us to encourage one another, to speak words of life over one another, not death, not criticism, not judgment, but life, speak life. But the point that I uh, am wanting to make here is that the fruit of the Holy Spirit will always trump the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts are important and we we operate in those, we wanna get better at that, but not not at the expense or substitute of the fruit, because it's fruit that matters most to God. Most things are a wisdom issue. You know, when I feel stretched um, in my personal life and in perhaps a a particular relational uh, part of my life or my finances or ministry or leadership, I just got to pause and think this is really just a wisdom issue. It's a wisdom issue. And and one of the reasons why you might feel really stretched at the moment uh, in a relationship, uh, internally, is because God is sometimes allowing certain things to happen. Sometimes certain things happen because we put ourselves in that situation. And then we ask God, why did you let this happen? And God says, why did you put yourself there? And so, but most things are a wisdom issue. It's, it, look, listen, it, it's just a wisdom issue. So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. It's just a wisdom issue. So I felt on my heart, Uh, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me about a word. And what we're going to do right now is just simply go to the word. So we're going to turn to Gateway Word of the Week, which is James chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. And it's the Amplified Version. Verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers serving in an official teaching capacity, my brothers and sisters. For you know that we who are teachers will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. For we all stumble in sin in many ways. If anyone doesn't stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and rein in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. 
now. If we put bits into the horse's mouths to make them obey us, we guide their whole body as well. And look at the ships. Even though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are still directed by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. In the same sense, the tongue, talking about the tongue in our mouths, is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. See now by comparison how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. And the tongue is, in a sense, a fire. The very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, the cycle of man's existence, and is set on fire by hell itself. For every species of beasts and birds and uh, of reptiles and, and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the human tongue. It is a restless evil, undisciplined, unstable, full of deadly poison. With it, on one hand, we thank and bless our Lord and Father, and with the same tongue we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come both blessing and thanks and cursing. These things, my brothers and sisters, should not be so. For we have a moral obligation to speak in a manner that reflects our fear of God and profound respect for His precepts. Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No, nor can salt water produce fresh. Do you know that when we speak evil things about another human being, God likens that to speaking to Him, right? So the way that we love and serve people is a reflection of our love and service to God. And this right here is a massive motivation for my ministry. Jesus said, when you give a cup of water to the least of these, who would you consider right now might be, by definition, a least of these? in your life? Like who would you define as the least? Uh, someone perhaps who's not as spiritual as you? Someone perhaps who doesn't have the same level of revelation as you? Are you looking down on someone who doesn't know as much as you? The Bible says that that is having haughty eyes. And haughty eyes uh, basically means to look down on someone else saying, ah, why don't they know better? Surely if they knew the word, they would do better. Well, you need to get a mirror. Brother, sister, if that's you, you need to get a mirror. And so today I have three quick practical steps and they're so quick. If you're not careful, you could miss it. Yeah, they, are, they are really quick. <laughs> I have three uh, quick practical steps plus... This is your blessed day. A bonus step. In a couple of chapters earlier in the book of James, uh, James uh, has something else to say about our ears, our mouths, and our responses. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Again, notice the language, the, the way that he sets this up. My dear brothers and sisters, take note. Write it down. 
everyone, I looked up, you know, I don't know, I'm quite the uh, biblical scholar. I looked up the word everyone and I found out that it includes everyone. It's just, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the Word of God planted in you, which can save you. And so today, if you're someone who wants to grow in spiritual wisdom, discernment and fruitfulness, then here's three plus a bonus step that will help you. For those taking notes, point number one, this is practical. Be quick to listen. Point number two, be slow to speak. Point number three, how are we going so far? Am I going too fast for those taking notes? Okay, all right. Thank you, Paul. Point number three, be slow to become angry or paraphrased, emotional or reactionary. So why does James tell us, why does God, why did the Holy Spirit move James to pen this word, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry, emotional or reactionary. Why did he say that? It's because we're often too slow to listen, too quick to speak and quickly become angry, emotional or reactionary. According to this verse, what is it that leads to highly emotional reactions? Number one, not being a good listener. And number two, speaking way too quickly. So if you're someone who's constantly reactionary, emotional, could it be you're actually not a good listener and you lack the fruit, you lack the fruit of self-control. And so what happens? You know, often people think too quickly before thinking. Sometimes I've said to people, you didn't think that through too well, did you? Before you actually said what you said, like, let's just get down to it. This is, you didn't think that through, did you? <laughs> you didn't pause and think to myself, is what I'm about to say, is it going to bring and breathe and breed life? or death? How is what I'm about to say going to contribute to this relationship that I love? How is it going to contribute to the atmosphere? You see, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates, the presence of God, with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter His gates. The key to entering His gates is thankfulness. You know, there's nothing... I mean, some of my favorite people are thankful people. They're not perfect people, but they're thankful people. And they're just the best to be around. It's not that they can't have a bad day, but they're just so good to be around because there's an atmosphere about them. You know, I like to say that when Thanksgiving goes up, heaven comes down. When Thanksgiving goes up, heaven comes down. 
And so there's something beautiful about having those kinds of people around because they just always contribute to the atmosphere. Point number four today, the last point. This is something that we all need in these last days. Okay. Uh, Point number four is test the spirits. Test the spirits. In 1 John 4, verse 1, it says, Dear friends, and I want to say, Dear Gateway Life Church, and all of those tuning in online, don't believe everyone who claims to have the Spirit of God. Let me paraphrase it for you. Don't believe everyone who says, Yeah, I'm a Christian too. I go to church too. I'm actually a part of the worship team. Can I just interject there and say, I don't really care. It doesn't impress me. I've seen way too many people over my time who profess this and profess that, and there's no evidence regarding their confession. And so the Bible says, don't believe everyone. Test them all to find out, including me, including the church, Test them all to find out if they really do come from God or not. And John goes on to say, and remember, John is known as the love apostle. So why is he talking like this? Because he, he, he wants to protect you. He said, I care about you. I don't want you to be taken away by some, you know, ravenous wolf. So he's speaking like this. He said, many false prophets have already gone out into the world. So how then... As I begin to bring this part of uh, my message to a close, so how can we truly recognize if someone is from God or not, and if what you're hearing from them is also from God or not? Because I understand we can all be a little bit, you know, just like, oh, well, this person has been coming to church for so long and uh, whatever, so what they're saying must be right. Uh, Not necessarily so. (laughs) Don't be fooled. Don't walk around with your eyes closed. Walk around with eyes and ears and hearts wide open because I'm going to give you in this last point today the key to know if someone or something is from God or not. And uh, in doing this, we're going to go to the words of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Creator. And this is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. And uh, look at the language. This is... Uh, the first book of the New Testament, and, uh, and it's early in the book. And uh, so Jesus is wanting to warn us early. And he says in verse 15, beware of false prophets. Now, a false prophet is not necessarily someone who has a reputation for being a prophet. They may not necessarily begin, you know, a statement with, thus says the Lord. <laughs> We're talking about Christians. Um, He says, beware of false prophets, one who claims to know God and has the Spirit of God, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. There are ravenous wolves who are clothed in sheep's clothing in the church. Thankfully, Jesus also has a number of lions also clothed in sheep's clothing. (laughs) The right kind of line. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Who protect the church. Jesus simply says, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Bad fruit, bad tree, bad roots. 
A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Good fruit, good tree, good roots. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the lake of fire. Therefore, Jesus said, by their fruits, you will know them. So what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Then I want to, for those taking notes, just go to Galatians chapter 5. And it talks about the fruits of darkness. It's very clear. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the evil one and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to be wise in these last days, you need to have a good look at Galatians chapter 5 and superimpose that on every conversation you have, on everything that you're hearing, on everything that you're seeing, and filter everything through Galatians chapter 5 and simply ask yourself, is this the fruit? What I'm, if, is what I'm hearing right now the fruit of darkness or the fruit of the Holy Spirit? And this is how. These are four steps how you can grow in wisdom, in discernment, and fruitfulness. And so let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Okay? Uh, please understand there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And, um, you know, remember the tax collector in the, in the Bible who was taking money from everyone. He was stealing. He was just robbing. But then he has this massive turnaround. And then there's fruit of his repentance. He gives everything back to those that he took from with interest. That's a great story. You know, when you look at a story like that, we, no one focuses on what he took, but what he gave back with interest. So there ought to be fruit in keeping with our repentance. Let me just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you with praise on my lips and thanksgiving in my heart. You are a good God who is kind, compassionate, and gracious. Your loving kindness endures forever. I humbly come before you and pray that you would help me to test the spirits to see whether what people say or do are from God or not. Help me to have discernment to know the difference. I also ask that you help me to control what comes out of my mouth. I confess that sometimes I am too quick to speak, slow to listen, and quick to react and become angry. I desire to live by your holy word and be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Help me to grow in fruitfulness according to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, especially the fruit of self-control. Lord, I want to honor you with my speech and my actions. Let your Holy Spirit do a deep work in my heart today. I pray all this in Jesus' beautiful and powerful name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.